The FT. India is set to become the world's most populous country within about a decade, overtaking China. And politicians and economists have sought to make a virtue of this by talking of a demographic dividend for the economy. In practice, however, the government will struggle to meet the demand for 12 million new jobs a year from the country's poorly skilled and fast-growing workforce. Now it seems that right-wing religious leaders think Hindu women are not producing enough babies. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me is our South Asia bureau chief, Victor Mallet. Hi, Victor. What have these Hindu religious leaders been saying, and what's behind their rhetoric? Well, it seems that every few years there's a panic among Hindu right-wing religious leaders that Muslims are having too many babies, and that Hindus who are currently four out of five Indians, in other words, very much in the majority, will eventually be outnumbered by the fast-growing Muslim population. And the latest outbreak of the expression of this fear came recently when a member of parliament called Saxi Maharaj, who's an MP for the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party, urged Hindu women to have at least four children. And then a few days later, some other prominent Hindu religious leaders took up the baton and said that they should have eight or ten children to save the religion from these alleged floods of Muslim babies who were eventually going to outnumber them. Now, the reality is that that's not really likely to happen, but that's the fear that these leaders are expressing. What is India's birth rate, and is there actually a higher rate amongst the Muslim population? If so, what's the reason? Well, India's entire population has grown massively since independence, but the birth rate and the fertility rates have come down very drastically in recent decades. And we're now at a position where the average Indian woman has about 2.4 children in her lifetime. And replacement levels for ultimate stability of a population are about 2.1 per woman or per couple. So India's slightly above that, but it's come down a lot. Now, there's quite a lot of difference between the north and the south of the country. The south, especially southern cities, having quite low fertility rates and the north having much higher ones. And it's also true that in the past, anyway, Muslims tended to have more children than Hindus. But this was really because they tended to be poorer and less educated. And in fact, the birth rate and the fertility rates among Muslims are declining as they are among Hindus and they're declining faster among Muslims. So in fact, they're converging. And where you have communities living in comparable conditions of wealth and education, as for example in the relatively prosperous southern state of Kerala, you find that Hindus and Muslims have identical fertility rates. So in fact, the current proportion of Muslims in the population is about 15%. And it may rise a little bit from there, but probably not an enormous amount. What's the official government policy on birth control? Is there one? Well, India has had policies over time, including with this government, for family planning and birth control, some of them rather drastic and not very successful and rather brutal. It was a sort of forced sterilization program many years back, which was hugely controversial, rather like China's one-child policy. And um, the current situation is that there is family planning. Occasionally things go horribly wrong because of poor medical care. There was an incident the other day when several women died after an operation, either because the operations were badly conducted or because the drugs were bad. It's not quite clear. But more broadly, the problem is that there's a lot of demand for family planning and contraception, which is not met because the health system and the provision of contraception is not adequate. So this particular government hasn't made a big thing of this. It's really focused on economic development and hasn't 
particularly change the policies of family planning. Is there any evidence that women will take any notice of the religious leaders' calls to have more children? Um, uh, Probably not. I mean, these calls, whether they're from politicians or whether they're from right-wing supremacists in Europe or from white Americans who don't want too many Latinos or, or whatever, these calls from religious and political leaders tend not to be heeded because the forces that make people, families, individuals, communities decide whether to have children are very different. They tend to be economic. They tend to be social. They tend not to be because somebody's told you to have children. And of course, a lot of Indian women have pointed out that these religious leaders who've called for women to have lots of children are almost all men. In fact, to my knowledge, they're all men. And they're not the ones who would actually have to have the children and bring them up in many cases. So no, it's more of a sort of political statement of atavistic fear about the growth of a minority population that some Hindus are scared of and find alarming. And how has this minority population, the Muslim community, reacted? Is there a risk that the issue could stir up sectarian animosity? Well, there's been no direct reaction to this particular baby-making call, if you like, but it is part of a sort of general rise in tension between communities. The Hindu right has a new energy at the moment because the BJP government was elected last May overwhelmingly in the general election. There was a big victory for Narendra Modi and the BJP. And that has encouraged, I think, a lot of the right-wing Hindus to come out and, and make statements that some people would regard as inflammatory. And there have been a few incidents around the country. For example, some Hindus have relaunched complaints that Muslims are secretly plotting to seduce Hindu women and convert them to Islam and then make the children Muslims as well as part of this plan to uh, sort of Islamize the whole of India. The government has very much not officially taken part in this. And in fact, behind the scenes, it's thought that Narendra Modi and his ministers have tried to make some of their more extreme supporters shut up and, and calm down. The opposition is complaining that Mr. Modi should have come out in public and put these people down and and told them to be quiet. And they're saying that by not doing that, he's sinning by omission and he should really make a public statement to quieten this kind of campaign down. Thanks very much, Victor. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 